0: Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Sports Spectrum. I am Jason Romano. Today's episode is brought to you by Compassion International. We're so thankful to have Compassion International as a sponsor, as a partner with us here at Sports Spectrum. We're going to be talking about gratitude in this interview, this podcast with Jay Harris from ESPN. And I know the kids that are sponsored through Compassion might be the most grateful people that I've come across, because it's an opportunity for you and I to release children from poverty. Kids waiting with an opportunity to have a chance at life, to have that hope, to have the basic essentials that every child should have, food, education, medical care, vocational training. You can make that difference in a child's life for thirty-eight dollars a month, tax deductible. Consider sponsoring a child today by going to compassion.com slash sports spectrum. Compassion.com slash sports spectrum. Pray about it and consider sponsoring a child today. Today on the podcast, we welcome Jay Harris to the show. Jay is a Sports Center anchor. At ESPN. He's been there since 2003, 16 years now. Prior to that, worked in Pittsburgh at WPGH TV. Uh, Jay went to high school in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Went to college at Old Dominion, a proud ODU alum. And Jay lives five minutes from my house here in Bristol, Connecticut. And this was a, a neat opportunity for me to talk with someone on the podcast that's a friend, someone that I've known a long time someone that I've done life with, someone whose kids are friends with my kids, and just a really cool opportunity to go beneath the surface a little bit with Jay. Certainly, we share ESPN stories, and he shares some fun stories of life as a sports center anchor. But then we go a little bit below the surface and find out about his faith. Him and I, again, having gone to the same church and known each other for a long time, have had conversations about faith. But this was an opportunity to find out where that faith was born and the choice, as Jay puts it, that he made to follow Christ about 30 years ago, almost, he talks about. And this was a really fun podcast. And interestingly enough, maybe you didn't realize this, but the voice who introduces this podcast every single time you listen to it is one Jay Harris. So it's neat to have the guy who introduces this podcast on the podcast being interviewed. Take a listen to this really fun conversation that I was able to have in person here in Bristol, Connecticut with Jay Harris, Sports Center anchor with ESPN here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. And we are pleased to be joined here in person. My favorite type of interviews. <laughs> Maybe the easiest interview to do in person that we've done here on Sports Spectrum. We've done 300 plus. Uh, this guy lives five minutes from my house, and I've known him for a long time, worked with him for a long time. But you said how that jump shot you have? Uh, I, I you, can sh- you can brag about my jump shot. I all always you liked to jump shot. My jump shot?
0: I always liked to. jump shot. It was more
1: shot, of a yeah. set shot. Well, it went in a lot. It did, which yeah. is, really doesn't matter what it comes like, <laughs> in. And by the way, you have a pretty good jump shot too. But well, that's true, Jason. You and I, Jay Harris, <laughs> welcome to the show. We were both talking about a week ago. We were at a party together, and I said, "You play ball anymore?" And you said, oh, no, 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 no. And uh, neither do I. Uh, you're a little bit older than me, but we're still around the same age, mm-hmm. late 40s or so, early 50s. And it's like, yeah, I don't really want to have to deal with injuries anymore.
0: No, my knees let me know. Yeah. Plus, other, seeing other people go down with Achilles injuries, yeah, that's the that one that scares with. me. Right. I mean, I did my patella years ago, and it's fine. I'm great. I recover well. But yep. the, the Achilles just scares me. Oh. I want no part of that.
1: Oh, I, I just – and I love playing. I, I could – A test when we played together that you loved playing, too. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's the best exercise. You're out there running around. You have no idea. You're just having fun. Yeah. And then you're sweating and dropping buckets, and it's good. (laughs) And we
1: always take it a little too
0: seriously, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Jay, welcome to the podcast. Really glad you're here. Um, 16 years it's been that you've been at ESPN. I went and looked. That's a long it time. Been that
0: long already? Sixteen. You're like wow. licensed
1: to drive now and you walk in yes. those buildings, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember mm-hmm. that first day when you first came there?
0: I don't remember my very first day. Because in the beginning, um, there's a 30 day or well, there was a 30 day like introductory period where you just observe. Yeah, you're training. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot going on. I remember one of my first shows on ESPN News. Okay. It was a three hour show on a Saturday night. Ooh. and I, I walked off the set for at, at nine o'clock and i kind of like did a motion where i was like fanning my bottom because <laughs> the seat was really hot yeah and it was, hadn't moved for three hours no it was the toughest thing i ever did in television wow and it was one of the first things yeah uh, at espn so yeah. i mean if i always tell people if you could do espn news you could do anything in this business because it would come at you hard and fast yeah. Nonstop highlights. As soon as the video rolls, the shot sheet would come across your desk, and you would just go. Um, sometimes you 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 hadn't seen it. Um, you'd be interviewing. <laughs> I remember interviewing. I, I don't know who I was talking to, uh, but Gary Williams, former Maryland coach, yeah. apparently was in the queue somewhere. So I'm talking to someone. I'm interviewing someone. My, and my producer gets in my ear and says, "I got Gary Williams on the phone for you in two minutes. Think of some questions." <laughs> And I first of all I'm like I'm talking to someone shut up. Two yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Who the heck is Gary Williams? Oh my god, I could, I had a brain. Yes. Brain fart. Yes, and I'm thinking I, well let me finish this first. All of this while I'm talking and listening to this person. Yeah. So it kind of splits your brain into six different ways that you just have to you just have to go with it and function with it.
1: Oh. Gary Williams. 2 minutes. Think a question. Think of some questions. Go.
0: Go. Yes.
1: That's the hard that's a that's a really hard part of the job and i know that was the old days of espn news i think it's a little less crazy unless there's breaking news of course
0: right? yeah unless there's breaking news sports is a little more structured when sports? i first got to do sports and i'm like really this is sports center?
1: yeah i was going to ask you okay because that. <laughs> that's a, that's the the iconic uh show that yeah. everybody knows it was the first show ever to be on espn they're right. going to celebrate 40 years this year september 7th and you suddenly are on SportsCenter. I don't know how long it took for you to kind of get that first SportsCenter show. It probably wasn't that long. I it was imagine. about,
0: uh, I think it was Mother's Day weekend. Fe- I started February. Started on the air in March. So April, just a few May. Yeah, just a couple of months.
1: Was that a different big deal for you? Then I in- thought it was a total in- mistake.
0: <laughs> I saw it on my schedule, and I walked up to the schedule and said, "Excuse me, y'all messed up here because it says I'm I got to do this." And they're like, "No, it's for real. Congratulations, you earned it." Yeah. Uh, okay, that's cool. Guess I'll do it. Yeah,
1: and and. That show has been going on for years and years. It's definitely a different brand now. I don't want to say a different brand, but it's consumed differently, I think, in a lot of ways. People are still watching television, Mm -hmm. but even um, you and I both have our phones sitting on the table that we're taping this interview on and and consuming content there. How have you seen, just in the 16 years you've been here, because I think about 2003 or so when you got to ESPN and just where we are in 2019, heading into 2020, 40 years, so much has changed just in 16 years, right?
0: Everything's so much faster, so much more immediate, so much more in-your-face, and so much more accessible, yeah. especially with social media. Yeah. I mean, people can access me, and I can access others. And, and it's, it has really sh- shrunk the world mm. to a large degree. And, and I, I tell kids when I, when I talk to them who want to get into this field, I said, you have an opportunity, at, literally at your fingertips, to reach out to whoever you'd like to talk to yeah. and try to pick their brains. You can do that. Do it respectfully. Some folks will respond. Some folks won't. You'll be surprised at the folks who do respond if you just approach them correctly. So use it to your advantage. Use this technology to your advantage and go farther than I ever did.
1: Yeah. Do you find that um, with people picking your brain, though, What uh, that advice is interesting because I get a lot of people asking me, what's your advice? What's your advice? You mm-hmm. get it, I'm sure, way more than I get it. And I think I always tell them, Go in looking to serve them as opposed to just trying to take. I like that. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I don't know, you know, a a 20-year-old intern might not know how to go in and serve. And all you're saying is, I'm not trying to get a job here. Mm -hmm. I just want to be a sponge. Right. Have you seen that? Is that the most effective way from the
0: young people that you talk to? um the smart ones <laughs> <laughs> so there are people who are not so smart <laughs> yeah i get there you know come, hey man you know i want to work i gotta try to get my brand together and this thing like, you don't even you don't have a job right. you don't have a brand stop with the brand i'm very basic and foundational like, first of all learn how to tie a tie right. okay yeah learn how to write learn how to speak learn how to ask a good question, those things don't go out of style, whether I'm watching it on television or on a phone or however the delivery system is, there are basic foundational things in journalism that you have to know and master. Mm. And you get that stuff down, then worry about your brand, then worry about the rest of the stuff, then you can handle everything. But if you can't do those things, you're no good to me. I mean, I can give you a microphone, and make you stand there, but if you if you sound like an idiot, you're not you're not gonna get a second chance.
1: No, you're not. And it's funny because the the young people in today's age, uh, and you have two two kids, so you've seen this. Your kids are teenage girl, and is Bryce not twenty? He's twenty, man. Oh yeah, God,
0: I know, I know. And
1: not no longer teenage boy. <laughs> that little just,
0: fellow on your basketball team from yeah, years ago just
1: made me <laughs> cry a little bit, <laughs> throw up in my mouth,
0: whatever you want to say, but these kids
1: growing up now start with their brands at like 6th 7th 8th grade in these YouTube videos and yeah. getting noticed and so that trickles over into any job really right as they're trying to figure out what True. to do for the rest of their life it's not just sports
0: yeah but if if you do it if you do it in my opinion and everyone has their own right way sure i met i did a, a speaking engagement in, in DC years ago and i met an 8 year old who had a sports blog mm. and he had gotten some good folks on his blog because of he came up to me and he was dressed nicely. I mean, he was like, he looked like like an old soul. He's old fashioned, but he had the basics down already. And that's what you do. You learn the basics and you approach people and they're like, Oh, this, he's this kid or whoever they're serious about this. They're not just coming at me with some, what's a mess. So I'm gonna take my time with them. Mm. And you, it's just that, I'm not gonna say it's that simple because it's all a, luck of the draw in many cases it's it's timing it's a lot of stuff but if you at least have those basics you give yourself a chance
1: yeah and now today there's no excuse for getting down those basics and being seen by whoever you want you said you can reach out to anybody today social yeah. media has changed the game right yeah
0: and you can start your own thing yeah you don't have to wait mm-hmm. i mean you go to a go to a local whatever game local local beer league softball game and <laughs> do interviews and create a story and it, it just practice you yep. just practice alan iverson was on to something
1: <laughs> he, really was, he? he really was were you here at that time were you i at was ESPN at that yeah. time? talking about practice man. how many times has that clip been played on espn airwaves a gazillion hundreds of yeah. thousands <laughs> jay harris is joining us here on sports spectrum what's your most memorable interview that you've done i love the job that I get to do now. I've been a producer. See how I did this? Yeah. I question, I gave you the question. Now I'm going to talk for a minute while yeah. you think of your answer. <laughs> so you don't even have to pay attention to what I'm saying right now. No, I, I produced for years and years and now suddenly I've been asked to be behind the microphone and, and hosting and asking questions. But I love it. I, I love getting to know people and to hear their stories. So asking for someone who's done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews, probably in the thousands, I would imagine, in your life, does one stand out? The Gary Williams one was a lot of fun because you literally have 2 minutes to think about what you're going to ask him. But is there a guy, a name, a person when you were interviewing them and you were just like, "Okay, this is this is maybe it's my hero or maybe it's the moment when a big news story is happening." Is there a memorable one that sticks out to you?
0: I never never really had a hero moment, not in that, not in that space okay. in other spaces I have. Yeah. Um that's a tough question. I, I always go back to the interview that I did with LeBron James after he won. I think it was his second MVP and I was on the 6 o'clock sports center. Okay. And we did a lot of pre-taping back then. So we pre-taped this interview. Yes. And it went about 8 minutes. It was before he made his decision. So he was still with Cleveland. He was at still with Cleveland and he was going to be yeah, going to be a free agent and I you know, asked him the questions and tried to set him up and nicely and said, so, so where are you going? he, he wouldn't tell me. Of course. Um, but then it, it just, it morphed into this conversation that was informative and entertaining. And I even asked him about the, this is sports Center commercial he had done with Scott Van Pelt and yeah. asked him, had he ever gotten his chair back from Scott? He's like, <laughs> yeah, tell Scott, I want my chair. Cause that was my chair that he was sitting in. And it, we went about eight minutes. And it was so good, we ran the whole thing. that's we, rare. Yeah, we cut those things down like to two, two and a half minutes. Yeah, We ran like the first four minutes, came back from commercial, and ran the next four. Because mm. it was just a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm the best interviewer in the world. I think we just struck gold that day. Yeah. But, now again, I tell kids, if you're able to do that one-on-one thing and just talk to people, yeah. whether it be someone you're interviewing or just talking into the camera and find that one person on the couch, you're probably going to get something good. Mm. And that that that's one that sticks out. There's mm-hmm. another one with Dwayne Wade. Okay. Where I asked him to be back when he was doing the I forget the phone company commercial, to be in his 5. Okay. And he wouldn't he, we wouldn't put him in his, in his 5. He wouldn't. And I was like, "Why not?" He's like, "You got to get me more on Sports Center." I said, "We're on Sports Center now." <laughs> did we do a this a Sports <laughs> Center commercial? Yes, too? he did. I mean, come on. Yeah. But yeah. that was funny. It, you, those guys and gals. I mean, they are so extraordinary the things that they can do, have done, their accomplishments. And um, when you allow them the opportunity to just be themselves, yeah. it, it's just good. Yeah, It's just good.
1: It's funny. We could do a whole hour just on ESPN stories and, and cool opportunities. You mentioned the hero moment away from an interview. Do you want to share that story?
0: Mm, probably the first time I met Julius Irving,
1: Dr. J. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was my guy. That was your guy that was my guy growing up
1: greatest afro in the history of the nba yeah that and
0: just you know you the big hands and the palm in the ball and dunk in the ball yeah that was and we have the same birthday february 22nd
1: that's right yeah
0: and um through some friends i ended up hosting and i still do his golf event yeah so getting to you know meet him and take that first picture and and then look at my phone and his number is in my phone and we play golf together this is really cool. <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't lose that, right? No, you don't lose that. No. I mean, that sticks with you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Has he ever called you when you look at your phone and you're. This happened to me with Daryl Strawberry. So okay. Side note Daryl Strawberry, my sports hero. And I met him, spent the day with him at ESPN in 2009, I think it was. And he took my number. And like three months later, he just called me and he was asking me about my dad because mm-hmm. that's how we connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the phone rang and I just looked at it. And this was the early stages of iPhones, right? and it rang, and there's his name, and I just looked at it, and Dawn's like, aren't you going to answer that? My wife. I'm like, no, Daryl Strawberry's calling, and I'm just looking at the fact that (laughs) he's calling me. She's like, well, you better answer that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just wonder, like, Dr. J, anybody else that you've met where it's just, I mean, you've met so many people. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's the beauty and the blessing of working in a job like yes, you're in.
0: it is, and and you really understand quickly that they're just people. They really are. They just happen to do whatever they do really, really well. Yeah, they have families, they have kids, they have teenage issues, they have job things, they have contracts. They are just people. Yeah, and the quicker you learn that, the better, because that's how you should treat them. Yeah, and they, I think they respect that,
1: and they become very aware when they're not and you yes. and I have had that conversation just a couple times we went on a, on a trip to Disney together gosh how long has that been now Seven years or something like that goodness yeah and I remember walking through and a couple of people kind of noticed you mm-hmm. and said, hey Mr. ESPN or whatever they'll mm-hmm. say and I said uh I said, I'm, I can't believe I'm walking here with a celebrity, something like that. Mm. And you looked at me and you said, stop. And it was <laughs> you were being funny, obviously, because we're friends. But I knew that there was something serious to it, too, because you'd never wanted, in all the times I've known you, ever to be treated differently. And no. you're a TV guy yeah. interviewing the people like Dr. J that yeah. you love. But can you walk through that a little bit, just sort of that notoriety of being recognized and kind of dealing with that? It's
0: cool. Sure. Uh, it's fun. Um, I've accepted it as part of the gig and I get it, but it's not necessarily me. I'm just a conduit. When I walk on campus and see those four letters, that's it. The ESPN, that's what attracts people. And I I get that. And that's not my chair on the set. That's ESPN's chair that I get to sit in. And, And that's, that's, that's cool. I'm privileged that way. So when I meet people and they're excited to see me because I say things from a place that they like to watch. I, I'm not. I'm supposed to sign an autograph. I'm supposed to shake a hand. Take I'm a supposed picture. to take a picture. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I mean, there's a story that the Buck O'Neill told in his autobiography about, he was 94 years old, and people still coming up to him. Someone said, right, don't you get tired of that? He's like, no. Yeah. It's when they stop. That's when I'll be like, oh, God, they've stopped. Well, time, what, to what yeah, time to check yourself. Yes, yeah. time to check yourself. So I, I, I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. Don't mind it. Yeah. Now, when I have like friends or close associates that I've known that still kind of do me like that, that's when I'm like, yo, you need to really, let's, let's talk. Because yeah. if you don't stop that, we're not going to be friends anymore. Because right. I'm just me. I cut my grass. <laughs> I take my car to get it serviced. <laughs> you do. It, I, it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm me. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm me.
1: Yeah, you're a dad and you're a husband, and yeah. you know, our kids are friends. and, and uh, I see that side of you, and it reminds me that, because people will ask, whether it's you or other people um, that I've had connected with, and they'll say, what, do they like? what are they like? I'm like, they're just like you. Yeah, They're just like me. Like, they just have a job where that people get to watch them every day on TV. But yeah. other than that, they're this... I just wear
0: makeup in a suit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, makeup is a whole nother. story.
0: <laughs> we'll have that conversation maybe another time.
1: Uh, Jay Harris is here on Sports Spectrum's podcast, and, and we haven't even talked about faith yet. Okay. I'd really love to know where that birthed for you, the foundation of where that came from. I know that you... Grew up in Chapel Hill. Yes. Right? And then you went to college at Old Dominion. Yes. And a very proud alum at Mm -hmm. ODU. Mm -hmm. So tell us about where where that faith was birthed, where that faith foundation sort of came in in place for you.
0: Honestly, I was probably like any other child. It was forced on me by my parents and my grandparents. (laughs) You are going to church today, and you're going to church every Sunday, and we're going to Bible study on Wednesday, and you're going to be in vacation Bible school, and you will learn the Beatitudes, or I will whoop your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, honest. That's probably where it started. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and it it, it got to be a choice. Um, I think it was ooh nineteen ninety in Virginia Beach. It was Word of Life Christian Center.
1: I see a smile uh, on your face. Yeah. I, I, I had. Back.
0: I had. Um, I was. I went there because my then. Girlfriend now wife, they're mm-hmm. parents with the church. So,
1: the lovely Miss Stephanie. Yeah, the lovely. We Miss We got to give her a shout out. We haven't done that. Yet. Hello, the lovely Miss Stephanie.
0: <laughs> um, and I, I liked the congregation because it was at Virginia Beach, and it was it was diverse, and I enjoyed the message. And I was sitting in in service one day, and the pastor was talking about, you know, there are people out here. The Lord is talking to me. They want to come to give their life to Christ. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I was just sitting there. <clears throat> thinking, yeah, I've done that already. I don't, really, I don't know if I really had. You know, when you're a kid, you
1: think. Yeah, you just assume. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm just sitting there, and this dude, this guy, this older gentleman, this dude, <laughs> so disrespectful, what <laughs> gets up This old of, dude, right? Yeah, this <laughs> older fella, gets up out of the, where the, the musicians are, walks down the aisle, and comes in my row, and stops at me. Says he's talking about you, brother. Come up with me. Let's go. And I'm thinking, okay. He was a bass player, Mm. and I play bass. Yes, you do. So that's the only reason I went with them, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't having this strong stirring in your soul. I thought to okay, respond, there must be the Lord knows my language. So <laughs> he sent the bass player to yep. get me. So that that's, that's, that's my story.
1: That's interesting. And you say it's a choice. And it really is because you have kids now. Yeah. And you and Bryce and, and Tyra are awesome kids. And yeah. I've seen that they're both in the place, especially Tyra being a little younger, but in a place where they've had to make that choice yeah. for themselves now, especially Bryce as he's 20 years old, mm-hmm. shaking my head again. But there is a choice factor there that we all have to come to and not just rely on the faith of those who taught you. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, yeah. you raised your kids to go to church. I raised my daughter to go to church, but at some point they have to come and do that faith themselves. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and you hope, and honestly, whatever choices they make, you hope it's right for them, and they do well with it. Of course, because it's it. And I, I talk to my friends all the time. The the whole the, the the faith thing, the religion thing. Yeah. Honestly, it's all kind of a crapshoot, depending on where you're born. Because mm-hmm. if we're born somewhere overseas, we're have a different we have a different introduction. Completely, we're worshiping somebody. We're, it's a whole different thing. Yeah,
1: we might be persecuted. We for exactly exactly. What
0: you so whatever you want to be or whatever you choose, just do it as faithfully as you can do. Mm. That's, what, that's my motto.
1: So as that moment happens for you and you make that choice with the bass player, <laughs> you know, that story, what changes, what happens now for you as you start to go into your journey as a broadcaster, I think is happening at that point. You're soon to be getting married at that point as yeah. well. Where is faith kind of playing through that role of your journey and your, you know, Mid to late twenties, going into thirty years old. Or so. You
0: are trying to adhere to everything that you're reading, listening to, everything that you're consuming. Uh, you're 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 making an effort, and you're really trying to decipher the messages that you're getting from other places. Mm. I went through. I went through um, um, a, a, a space where I went like I'm all in. Totally all in. You know how in the very beginning you're you on fire. Oh yeah. And then I kind of backed up a bit because I would get. I had a, my first job was at a an AM radio station. I was doing the news, and they played a lot. They played a lot of rap music. It was WRAP. It was rap. And <laughs> conveniently, yes. Yeah. And I got this from people. Oh, you don't listen to that music, do you? Mm. Really? That's where you work? Hmm. And I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to take steps in the field that I've chosen, and also take steps in the faith that I've chosen. Why are you dogging me from where I work? Mm. What does that have to do with anything? What does that music have to do with anything? Why don't you just, I I, I wasn't uh, strong enough to say this, why don't you just nurture me in my faith? Why don't you just talk to me about that? And we leave that out of it. So I think as good Christian folk, we have to be careful with the things that we focus on with people. And we, we get so, especially with social media, oh, God, the posts I see.
1: <clears throat> I see them, too. Yeah. It <laughs> shakes my head from all sides and yeah, all yeah, angles. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We we really have to do a little, I don't know if it's prayer or just Googling to get knowledge uh, and focus and perspective on things before we say things or post things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that has... That has uh, been with me through my whole journey. Yeah, just the whole kind of okay. I'm gonna try to be like this, but I need to, I need to try and and I don't do a great job of this all the time. Focus more on Christ than the people of Christ. Yeah, because the people of Christ, you want to smack them in the head sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is very. very I'm not even gonna argue with you.
0: And that's hard, isn't yeah. it?
1: because we live in a world that is fallen, that is broken, that yeah. is full of flawed people
0: yeah. me being one of them
1: yes yes we're, by the way me too yeah <laughs> just making sure we're clear on this absolutely. for whoever's listening absolutely so as we're flawed people what have you learned as you because there's a legalistic side to a lot of right christianity i think that we see from a lot of people black yeah. white whatever yeah then, and i think
0: that's where i jumped early too yeah yeah
1: like into that legalist yes. Like you have to be this yes. way you have to do this you yes. have to listen to this yes so today, I think that's even more magnified because of social media, and you you kind of see some sides to people that maybe you didn't know or at least you can at least challenge even friends. Mm-hmm. You and I do this a lot uh to each other mm-hmm. and to people that we're both in the same circles with is challenging a little bit to say, "Okay, I see what you're saying here mm-hmm. but what about this? Mm-hmm. That's changed a lot. Has that evolved a lot for you, especially with the access that's changed?
0: It, it has because yeah. uh, social media, like you said, gives you a window into some folks' souls yeah. who are willing to put it out there. So and I, I've had not on uh, folks' walls or out where people can see them. I'll DM folks and say, listen, let's have lunch. Yes, Let's have a chat because there's some things that you said that concern me, yep. and I want to understand where you're coming from. Because I do think we need to be able to have that conversation with folks uh, as Christians. We can't just diss people, we can't just write them off, we can't just turn left as they turn right or turn right as they turn left. We have to be able to have a conversation. And it has to be a give and take. I may not agree, but I really wanna understand. Consequently, I want you to understand why I think you may be kinda off. And then whatever happens, happens. But that's missing, isn't it? I mean, you even said something
1: that stood out to me about DMing someone privately. Mm, right. Because it feels like, because it's so public and available for everybody, that they want to put it out there. Yes. So everybody can hear either either their opinion or so that somebody can come back so they can... F- it's almost like picking yes. a fight. Yes, yes. You know, going back to the old school days when we were on the playground, it's like a kid would make fun of another kid so yeah. that they'd pick a fight. And now you have a bully and you have this, yes. this thing going this is magnified a lot in the social media world, and talking to a lot of athletes on this podcast, a lot of football players especially, it's within the church circles mm-hmm. that concerns me the most, that people are picking fights and putting hard lines on certain issues, whether it's race or, or um, same sex or whatever it right. is. Like People are hardlining on certain things, and there are certain things that I'm going to always stand by that I believe the Bible speaks about. Right because it's Jesus Christ speaking in the Bible being true. Right. However, sitting down, having a conversation in person, understanding, listening, and being empathetic, it's gone. Yeah. I hate that that's gone. Everyone
0: has retreated to their own corners. Oh. So and what, can, it, it, what can we do about that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, have more conversations. Encourage more conversations. Yeah. It's, it, honestly, it's probably getting back down to basics. Now, none of this, I always say it's not, it's not new. It's just now. Yeah. None of this is new. None of the hardline stuff is new. We just have access to it because social media and people put it out. But the conversations have always been held in their private uh, homes at dinner right. time or whatever and when they wake up in the morning or in the car ride to school or what have you. Um, but I, I think... Our responsibility is to just to try and not consume things that make us feel good and validate our own sense of self worth or, or our own identity yeah. and adventure out and listen to other things yeah. uh, and talk to other people. And if you're in a room and you look around the room and you're the only white person, you're the only black person, you're the only conservative you're the only liberal you're the only whatever label you decide you want to label yourself with that day right maybe you should find a different room or make sure you try and put yourself in a room where it's totally opposite yeah so you input different things and i
1: just but I, that's not our normal no it's tendency. not it is our not. natural tendency is to gravitate to the people who think like us who act like us right. who believe like us and
0: honestly i think part of the since my life is so public um I prefer the private, the, the DM, and let's talk in public. And let's go to lunch. I yeah. don't want a, I don't want a public fight. Right. One because I like to keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, important. And, and I'll probably say something that will make something mighty mad. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, I probably already have because some things just need to be said. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, you have to, you have to fight the inclination to stay in your own bubble. You mm-hmm. got to pop that bubble. And I hate labels yeah I, I i can't stand labels i get in an argument with my son who's a music he, bryce he's a music head yes and i uh, he tells me this this song and this this genre of music i'm like why is it that way why is it why is it rock and roll why is it r&b why why can't it just be music yeah because some radio programmer decided we're going to segment the market and target these people we're going to make money here and make money there and make money why why do we conform to that mm. why can't good music be good music why yeah. and he's right but then he says what I said, because the money and the marketing and blah, blah, blah. And we're just sheep and we're just following these various sheep herders. Puppets in some ways. Right? Puppets, yes, big time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jay Harris has been our guest here on Sports Spectrum. I want to ask you about platform because God's blessed you with an incredible platform. So, from a faith perspective, what is your responsibility, in your opinion, about? not being silent about your faith. You're doing a podcast that people are gonna listen to, so you're not silent about your faith, but not necessarily being so consuming, broadcasting it 100 miles an hour everywhere you go, social media, wherever, of living out your faith in Christ. What do you think is the responsibility there with the platform that you've been given to be open about your faith?
0: I don't know. I think it's different with everyone. Um, I I think some folks are more comfortable broadcasting it. personally i like one-on-one yeah um i think it means more um because again i i am imperfect and i don't i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy that comes across as this preacher of virtue and values and then one day i mess up and go ha ha see told you blah 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 because everyone messes up. Every we're not. No one's perfect. There's yeah. no one perfect except one. Yeah. So I mean, I like to talk one on one. That's. I don't know what the responsibility is. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to. I try to do a good job. I try to represent when I'm on television. Mm-hmm. Try to make sure my tie is straight and my hair is combed, and I don't mess up my words. Sure. Try to be an example for many different areas. It started. You know, want to I, I want to do right because my boys watch it. Right. You know, yeah. and other little boys who look like him are watching. Who maybe, oh wow, I've never seen that on television before. Sure, he looks like me. Yeah, because that's how it was for me growing up. Yeah. So there, are, there are a lot of different areas where I feel that I need to represent, and I don't necessarily put one over the other. I try and serve all as best I can.
1: No, that's that's a good way. I think. It's funny, it's go out into the world, preach the gospel, right? The Great Commission that Jesus tells all of us. But he isn't saying go out into the world and put a big cross on your chest and post about the Bible every single day on Twitter, You know, which I do. That's just the way that I go about Mm -hmm. it. But I also have these one-on-one conversations because I feel they're so important. But when Jesus is talking about the Great Commission, he means what you're describing in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. to have that one-on-one conversation, right?
0: Yeah, just... Just meet people where they are. Yeah. That, that's, uh, he, that's what he did.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> he, he did. He went
0: a lot of places where people today who are quote unquote Christian won't go. Yeah. like what Jesus did. Yeah. What would Jesus do? We seem to forget that. That was great. Yeah. What would Jesus do? WWJD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we put that to a lot of what people say and do now. Yeah. It would stop them in their tracks mm. because Je- I don't, Jesus wouldn't boast that. Yeah. Jesus wouldn't say that. Jesus wouldn't go down that road. He just wouldn't. But that's the weird, the, the weird world that we're in today.
1: Is we we'll believe in Jesus or claim to to follow him, and then there's a I think it's a great quote from I want to say it's Gandhi or somebody like that says I like your Jesus. Mm-hmm. You said this kind of earlier. I like your Jesus, but your followers, yeah, the followers or your Christians are the ones that I got some concerns about, yeah. and that's a that's a thing that I think all of us as Christians. Bible-believing Christians, good Christians, folk, as you said, need to think about. Yeah. Like, who are we following and know that we're flawed and trying to be Christ-like in how we live our life? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think we should just do more with our ears than our our mouths.
1: Well, I'll I'll throw some scripture at you now. James 1, (laughs) says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Well, there you go. What would happen if that life was being lived by a lot of people in this country.
0: That's a good one. You should put that on a t-shirt.
1: James 119. I think I will. Jay Harris is joining us here on Sports Spectrum. Last couple of questions here. Community is so important in the life of a believer, I, I think. And I know it's important in your life. I, I know your community, your influence. There's, there's almost spheres of communities that you are a part of because you have your work community where you know and, and are in contact with tons of people daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. There's your church family. There's your family family. There's your friends who aren't associated with this church or associated with uh, ESPN. There's a community, though, that's so vital in, in all of our lives. What is When I say the word community to the life of
0: Jay Harris, what do you think? What comes that, to mind? That's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, wow, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> like you said, there, there there are so many different communities yeah. that, uh, there's so many different circles that my feet or hands are in. I, I I don't know. I guess maybe since I'm there most of the time, well, too family and work. Yeah, those are the the two that 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 jump off the page. Um, and everything else maybe falls in line under that. I know the the hierarchy is supposed to be faith, family. And no, work. I get it.
1: <laughs> our 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 pastor, who is our mutual pastor, might be listening to this and say, "Why didn't you put the church family <laughs> there, Jay Harris?" But you do spend the most time at work, yeah. really, even more than your family in a lot of cases, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you have to be able to have community with those people.
0: You do, you do, and um and that makes a lot of the other things possible. Yeah, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here, right?
1: So now, Jay, you are. 16 years at ESPN, we can announce actually here, and I'm sure it'll get out before that, hopefully, that you just signed a new four-year deal. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank so it's you. going to take you to 20 years now at ESPN, which is kind of crazy. I don't say something stupid. Also also <laughs> true, quick to listen, slow to speak. Uh, but so we go 20 years potentially at ESPN. Now you're in that circle of guys and gals who've been there a long time. And when a new person who comes to ESPN to be on SportsCenter sees you, they're like, I watched that guy when I was whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you have these young people coming up. Tell me about navigating through that as a guy who, it's almost like I was talking to a quarterback once, and he said, when a young quarterback comes up, I want to compete with them because I like my job and I want to play. Right. But I also <laughs> want to be as willing a participant, a servant as I can to impart that wisdom onto that younger guy mm-hmm. or gal. You seen that?
0: Yeah. I, um, I've i never been the person that was threatened by the next young person that was coming up. That's good. Uh, I have m- mentees who have surpassed me monetarily uh, and who were very high profile. And I'm quite happy. Sure. Because go do your thing. Right. Because I remember when you were there and now you're here and that's where you're supposed to be. Right. I don't mind because, you know, I'm all right. I'm good. Um, <clears throat> I, I going back to my earlier uh, Gary Williams story yeah. when I was on the set trying to think of questions to ask Gary Williams my former co-anchor John Seibel oh, said yeah. Maryland was getting ready to play Marquette in the tournament ask him how they're going to D up Dwayne Wade
1: here you go
0: Yes. now John didn't have to do that I was his new kid
1: right. he could have just said nothing watched you fail and Ex- then him
0: take the glory exactly yeah. but he shot me a question Mm. and he was a good example for me. I think I was, it was in me already, but he showed me, yeah, man, don't be that, don't be that guy. Be John Seibel. Be that guy yeah. who was willing to take somebody and, and whatever. So I've always tried to, the new folks, welcome them in, um, have them over to the house. They don't have, normally they don't have family. Uh, come over for Thanksgiving. Just little things like that, because that's what you're supposed to do. Christ-like Exactly. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I I I love when the young folks come up, mm. and I'm I'm Uncle Jay now. I don't mind that. That's fine. I I got i I'm. I'm uh, when it becomes Grandpa Jay, then we're gonna have to have some conversations, right? <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're right. But I get emails, and people wonder, can you watch my stuff? Can you look at this? My like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. This has been great. I really appreciate you being here on the show. Um. I'm going to ask you the question that we ask all of our guests here when we close the podcast. All right. What are you learning from God today? What is the Lord teaching you right now for your deal, New Year's, new four, four, new, four more years, we'll say, at ESPN, and lots of great things happening, kids getting older. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about being parents to a teenage daughter, but we can do that another <laughs> time. We'll do that one-on-one at a restaurant. Okay, we can do that. Uh, but what are you learning from the Lord right now where he has you?
0: Hmm. Gratitude. Um, you know, your parents were like, always be thankful, uh, and you kind of sometimes you forget that. But I am thankful because it. Uh, but for the grace of God, go I. You know. Yeah. It doesn't. It didn't have to be um, sixteen years here. It didn't have to be four more. It didn't have to be anything. Um, gratitude and being thankful, and <clears throat> I really see it. When I um, go other places and see people in other situations Mm. and thinking, okay, I've been blessed to be here. I need to be thankful for that, but also I need to try and do whatever I can to help these folks over here because, again, that's what I'm supposed to do, so... It's a mix of that.
1: Gratitude, I think it's that and empathy to me are the two life game changers. I really believe that if you're thankful for where you are, wherever you are, there's ways to be thankful no matter what situation. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And then if
1: you have empathy towards the other person that you're thinking about that maybe you disagree with, whatever, I think it's going to allow you to enter into a place where you can hear them, listen to them. Respect, whether you agree or disagree on whatever the topic is, even in sports, mm-hmm. if we would just have a little bit more empathy, I think those are those are game changers. Jay, thanks, man, for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Romano. Absolutely, always this a pleasure. Great. Let's do it, again. Coach Romano. Uh, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Side note: Before we really say goodbye, what? How old was Bryce when I coached him in upward basketball? Maybe 12, eleven. Maybe eleven. Ten or eleven. You helped yeah. with that. Yeah. I think uh, Jackie. What was Jackie's like? What is Jackie's well, last name? Jackie well, she Tabor was well now. She's Tabornette. She Tabor was small. Assistant. Jackie Tabor small. Tabor Jackie small. small. That's yeah. right. Jackie small. So you, me, and Jackie were were coaching Bryce when he was eleven years old, and here we are, nine years later. Yeah. He's in college, and we're just getting older.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> We, are. we were we were running the joint there. Our team we was, used to be. Our team was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a Christian league, and we were we were sometimes not playing Christian. Life, that's all right. We wanted to win. So, Jay, thanks again. You're welcome, Jason. Many thanks to Jay Harris for being here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. Love Jay, and just grateful that he was uh, available and willing to take the time to spend a few minutes here on Sports Spectrum. Give him a follow over on Twitter at Jay Harris ESPN. He's a fun follow there and a great dude. He really is. Uh, I've known him a long time. And uh, hopefully we'll get him back on the podcast again because we had a whole nother, basically a whole nother podcast that we taped without hitting the record button both before and after we actually taped this podcast talking about parenting teen daughters and some other things that we were sharing. So we'll get him back on hopefully in the, the next year or so and continue the conversation. Many thanks to Jay Harris for being here on Sports Spectrums podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors, Compassion International, for sponsoring this podcast, $38 a month. That's all it costs. Tax deductible, an opportunity for you to release a child from poverty. Food, education, medical care, vocational training, your basic essentials. That's what these children that are waiting to be sponsored are looking for, the basic essentials. Really what these do is they provide these children with hope a chance to get out of what they're stuck in. And $38 a month tax deductible allows that to happen with these children. And you and I can make that difference by sponsoring them through Compassion. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, Compassion.com Sports Spectrum. Pray about it and consider sponsoring a child today. Give us a follow over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Send us a message, a DM, a reply. Let us know that you heard this podcast. Send us any guest ideas or any feedback you might have. You can always email me directly, Jason sportsspectrum.com. I'd love to hear from you. Hear your thoughts on Jay Harris or any other interview that we've done or any ideas for future interviews that you'd like to see here on the podcast. You can also give us a watch. You can also check out our website, sportspectrum.com. That's really the place to go every day. Bookmark that site. Check it out. Daily articles on sports and faith. A sports devotional every single day at 6 a.m. Eastern, right on the website. And of course, all of our podcasts can be found there as well. Sportspectrum.com. We'll see you next time with a brand new episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast. Have a great rest of your day.